So once again, we've, we've been moving through Luke chapter 6 and this uh, Sermon on the Plain as it's known, and, <clears throat> and we've been examining the contents of the Sermon on the Plain as, as recorded in Luke 6. And, and in our last lesson, we learned, uh, we've been uh, <coughs> learning about the, the things that he wrote in here, and, and let's just read through a few verses here in Luke chapter 6, beginning with uh, uh, <clears throat> verse uh, 20. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And we spent uh, one whole lesson on the kingdom of God, just what that means. And we found out that that is nothing less than the person and work of Christ. And where Christ is, there, there is his kingdom. And he said, Blessed be ye poor, for, for yours is the, the kingdom of, of God. And... and and then we spent the next lesson on what that meant to be poor, poor in spirit and not not necessarily just poor in a physical sense. And regardless of the circumstances of the Lord's people, those that those that possess uh, the Lord have been made uh, poor in spirit that they know that uh, that they they had nothing and and that they were uh, made aware of their abject poverty and spiritual matters and <clears throat> concerning salvation and there's no works that they can supply no good deeds will satisfy God the Father in the place of that substitutionary sacrifice of Christ in their behalf and and so they come to they come to Christ in us abject poverty of say I have nothing I in my hand no price I bring and and <clears throat> uh, we're just solely dependent on on the mercy of, of the Lord and and they're made aware by the Spirit of God and they're told that yours is the kingdom of God yours is Christ and and so now we're looking at uh, verse 21 blessed are ye that hunger now for ye shall be filled blessed are ye that weep now for ye shall laugh and <clears throat> so again it's the the Spirit of God that makes us to know our spiritual poverty and at the same time makes us to know that through the riches of His grace in Christ, the debt has been paid in full. If you look at... The, <clears throat> it's always interesting to look through the Gospel. It, it, it's always attached to, here's what God has done. Here's, here's your condition. Here's the problem. And here's what Christ has done to take care of that. Uh, the good news is always a, accompanies that. And, and uh, in the conclusion of our previous lesson on the kingdom of God, it's, I had that quote from Martin Lloyd-Jones that said, Indeed, the kingdom of God comes to us in the person and work of Christ Jesus himself, his substitutionary death on the cross and his triumph over death and sin. And so now as we're in verse 21, and, and we're, we're always taking this approach that these things are talking about spiritual matters. They're, they're not so much physical. They can incorporate the physical, but not necessarily uh, connected to it all the time. Uh, <clears throat> Blessed are ye that hunger now. Well, does that mean you just didn't have breakfast this morning or... Or you missed a meal or whatever. It, it's no. It's much more than that. And blessed are ye that hunger now and <clears throat> and 
now it when you look up now it says in this present time and that's always time starts now for us it's it's always now and uh and he says for ye shall be filled that's a, one of those things that we always sometimes overlook when we're looking at the word of the lord when he says something shall occur that it shall occur and and we don't we don't have to doubt that we can count on it we can be we can <clears throat> be sure of it and <clears throat> and he says blessed are ye that weep for now for ye shall laugh <clears throat> and recall that our, when we began this that our definition of blessed was from the greek word that means supremely blessed not just a little bit but supremely blessed fortunate well off happy we're re, it's a word that's linked to rejoicing <clears throat> and again we we differentiate between a physical understanding and, and and an application to a spiritual one hunger is an excellent metaphor here used by the lord because at at some time we all experience this sensation of hunger not just in the sense of well it's time to eat it's noon or whatever but a hunger when that this word means to be to be famished to pine or to crave food and and we've all experienced that at some point in our life and and it represents an intense and a prolonged desire which becomes one's priority and it supersedes all other needs to the point of even sustaining life in the spiritual context this is especially true and when we're when we're looking at this in the spiritual context blessed are are, are ye that that hunger, hunger for what? Uh, hunger for more about the Lord. Now, <clears throat> in the context of Luke 6 here, it's addressed to those that have been identified as persons made poor in spirit but rich in Christ. And now to that is added those upon whom this divine miracle of rebirth, of salvation by grace without works or merit, this Free grace has been supremely blessed and they will be eternally interested in and and they will develop an intense and prolonged desire to know more about the one who saved them from their former condition. Blessed are you that hunger, to hunger to more, know more about, about the Lord that saved them. And, and as we look to understand exactly what's taking place here, we, we we look to the gospel. We're made to know that in our old nature we were dead in in sin, guilty without merit, that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them for they're spiritually discerned. And we move from that realm because of his grace into a realm where we where we were made to understand the old heart. And that only comes with the new birth. We we we've come to a place because of the work of the Spirit that we know that the old heart, as I think uh, was mentioned here uh, from this very pulpit not very long ago, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? <laughs> and at the same time, we learn that we've been given a new heart. And and again, that's metaphorically speaking. God doesn't reach down and rip out our physical old heart and 
tear it out and stick a replumb a new one in there. <clears throat> it's a it's a metaphor for spiritual things. <clears throat> so <clears throat> oftentimes we when the Lord works on us in that way, we know something happened. <clears throat> but often as new in Christ, we don't really have a we have little understanding of the magnitude of what's transpired. We don't really understand the the fullness of it. <clears throat> we just know something happened. We know that we have something that we didn't have before. <clears throat> and we know that we had something before that now we don't. <laughs> There's no condemnation now to them that are in Christ Jesus uh, from uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 1. <clears throat> we're, we're, we're given to understand that God by the Spirit has removed that old heart and given us a new heart, made us to know that He's taken care of all of our sin. <clears throat> uh, and I think uh, our pastor was mentioned Ezekiel chapter 36 and we'll we'll read a little bit from that and from Jeremiah here <clears throat> because in Ezekiel 36:25 says uh, and and we always refer to this as the I wills of God I will and boy when you go through the bible you just if you just highlight all the things that the lord says I I will do this or I shall do this and all all those things uh, that emphasize uh, his activity in our lives it's just overwhelming. It just uh, the magnitude of it. Just it overcomes us. In Ezekiel thirty six twenty five, and I'm only just going to read three verses from there because it's quite. It's a little bit longer reading that in the Old Testament. But he says, "Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you." And a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, <clears throat> and you shall keep my judgments and do them. <clears throat> uh, in, our, in, in our spirit, we, he's done that for us. And... and Sometimes we just look at our failures and say, I'm sure glad he took care of that for me. Uh, because every day I'd, I fail anew. And every, but, you know, he says every morning his mercies are new. <laughs> so every morning when we get up and say, well, I messed that up yesterday. Every day we, Christ says, my mercies are new every morning. And they fail not. <clears throat> In Jeremiah chapter 24 verse 7 says, And I will give them a heart to know me. Now remember, in, we, we learned that the old heart can't know him. The old heart is dead in sin and trespasses. The old heart uh, is uh, opposed to him. I'll give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God, and they shall return to me with their whole heart. Uh, again, metaphorically speaking of spiritual matters, within this new heart is contained and the the intense craving, the overwhelming desire, the the hunger 
to know all we can about the one who saved us, who loved us and, and gave himself for us. That just comes. That's just the fruit of the Spirit that we have this this longing, this desire to know <clears throat> more about it. And, and <clears throat> uh, there's just so many examples in the Scriptures about when that occurs, the... How wonderful it is, and when we when we get a glimpse, when we have that aha moment, or when we uh, <clears throat> remember those. I think Norm was mentioned in those two on the road to Emmaus this morning, and and when the Lord opened all the scriptures to them about them, they said, "Didn't our heart just burn within us when it was just so much? Was our our hearts were just bursting with that, and and uh, they just burned at this this." They said, wow, we just expected nothing and we just got a lot. <laughs> and and <clears throat> so God has graciously blessed us with pastors to, to feed us and to feed this hunger, this overwhelming desire that we have to know more about the Lord. And as he goes through the Old Testament, he just takes the same approach and he, he just goes to the Old Testament and, and in all the scriptures points out Christ wherever that we can and where which is everywhere. In all the scriptures, the things concerning himself is what he said. <clears throat> and so our pastors, they they point us to the gospel in scripture that that tells us of something that's so grand in scale and scope that we could never even comprehend it outside of the Spirit of God. Uh, <clears throat> Jeremiah, in chapter 3, verse 15, he says, I'll give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And and all they're doing is pointing out the gospel and saying, well, this is talking about Christ. This is talking about the Lord. This is not just about some dumb sacrifice that they did to fulfill some ceremony this is a picture of what he was going to do for his people this is a picture and uh, these are all metaphors and, and spiritual pictures of of his work although he says although the works were finished from before the foundation of the world <clears throat> we hunger to know more of the one who 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 we find loved us with an everlasting love and with loving kindness has drawn us. That, that's from the Old Testament there. I've loved you with an everlasting love. And therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. <clears throat> when, uh, when we learn about that kind of thing. you know, I remember back when, when the Lord revealed him, his son in me as Paul said. And I just wanted to know more. And sometimes I was a little rebuffed in that <laughs> request. <laughs> sometimes they said, "Well, that's not for you. That's not. That's something. That's too. We just want to focus on your self stuff, your doo doo stuff. We don't want to focus on any of that other stuff." And I said, "Well, it says right here. Tell me about Ephesians. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not even going to read that out loud." Because it tells about what Christ did for us. Amen. And so the scope 
of this really is is unimaginable in our present state. In this flesh, we're we're somewhat limited in our how we're able to take it in. Uh, he said in Habakkuk, uh, when Norm went through that, Habakkuk 1.5, he says, Behold ye among the heathen in regard and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, which you will not believe, though it be told you. <clears throat> and that's not talking about just one thing. That's talking about the whole scope of grace from the foundation of the world, from before that, from the covenant of grace. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Paul, uh, I think Paul tried to get some of that across when he wrote in, in Corinthians. He said, you know, for now we, we see through a glass darkly. We, or, uh, you know, you just bang on your head sometimes. Like, Man, I wish I, I wish I knew more. I wish I understood more. I wish I... And your brain has kind of got this earth fog in it from, <laughs> from the fall. You know, and... I wish I could understand more. He says, we see through a glass darkly right now, but then face to face. And He says, now I know in part, and he knew a lot more than than most of us uh, ever could possibly. And He says, but then I shall, shall I know even as I am now. He says, there will come this time <clears throat> down the road, but... But even in our present state, there's more revealed than we can take in, even though we apply all our being to it. And I was telling Norman, we were talking a little bit about Solomon this morning and how he got engaged with things of the world. And <clears throat> but he was the wisest. The God gave gave him wisdom beyond. And I think I was reading in in Ecclesiastes chapter eight and. he was trying to get a handle on some of this that Paul wrote about in in Romans chapter 8 where he said, he's working all things for good to them that love God who are the called according to his purpose. <clears throat> and, and we kind of try to apply that in a local now sense like, well, everything went good today and and somehow everything is going, working for good. But, from the found before the foundation of the world in the covenant of grace, uh, we were talking about this morning in in the study there. We were talking about Rahab and stuff, and quickly glancing back in Matthew, in the genealogy chapter there, <clears throat> that Obed begat Boaz of Rahab, the kinsman redeemer, the type of Christ. From Rahab, that harlot woman in, in Jericho, Salmon be, begat Obed of Rahab, and Obed begat Boaz. <clears throat> now that seems unlikely, but that was all in the Lord's scope from, from the covenant of grace in bringing the Christ in, into this world. And... <clears throat> And so I was thinking back about Solomon and, and and him trying to kind of get a handle on that, you know, because you just some you just think about well, my dad, where he came from, and his and all the way back through as we just read about Obed and 
Boaz and things. <clears throat> in, in chapter 8, he says, When I applied my heart to know wisdom, and I just think that he was talking about the wisdom of God in all these things, <clears throat> I think he couldn't grasp the magnitude of the wisdom of, of the works of God. It was just like too much for even him. And so when I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that's done upon the earth, all the, the works of grace, <clears throat> and he said, because though a man's labor to seek it out, yet he'll, he'll not find it. Yea, further, though a wise man think to know it, yet shall he not be able to find it. It's just too big. It's just too much. Not that he's dumb or incapable, but <clears throat> it's just too much. I think in one of the Gospels says, well, if we tried to write down all the good stuff that Jesus did, there isn't enough ink and paper in the world <laughs> to record all of the works. And uh, <clears throat> So I think he came to this spiritual conclusion that, that Paul wrote of in Romans 8.28 when we know we don't. We can't see them all. We, we, we can't know them all. But we trust in that it's true that all things working together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. And then, <clears throat> there, of course, you're all familiar with the rest of that golden chain of redemption that He writes about in Romans eight twenty nine, so forth. Just for because. For whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate, and all, and and not, and more than that. And he goes on and lists all these wonderful things that, that God did. He said, "Remember last week, your their, your names are engraved on the palms of his hands. I can't forget you. I'll never forget you. Uh, <clears throat> God feeds us with spiritual food like that, and, and we're." We're filled, and that, that word means gorged, <laughs> just too much, just stuffed, satisfied in abundance. <clears throat> Blessed are you that hunger, for you shall be, if you, if you search out God, you're going to be stuffed to the gills, and you're not going to be able to hold it all. There's still more at my table, more grace. Uh, <clears throat> He gives us an example of this hunger in John chapter 6. We're all familiar with that chapter where he feeds the 5,000 with the two, two fishes and the five loaves of bread. And There was a great multitude there. and We just mentioned 5,000. And, <clears> and, and we find that some there desired physical food. They said, oh, free food. I mean, if you put up a big sign downtown that says free food here, there'll be a line. <laughs> but if you, if you went down there and, and said, I am the bread of life, uh, probably a lot of them would be like these people. They say, well, that's a hard saying, and walk no more with him. <clears throat> verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not. Because you saw the miracle, because you just ate of the free food and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. They, they didn't 
those people, the most of them didn't see the miracle of grace, <clears throat> the spiritual picture there. The, on the spiritual side, when he stated he was the bread of life, they 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 didn't feed on that. All the <clears throat> and he goes on to say, all the Father giveth me shall come to me. What a I just can't tell you how much comfort that gives the Lord's people. That they know that He's not going to lose a single one. <clears throat> All that the Father given Him in the covenant of grace shall come to Him, and Him that cometh, He's not going to cast out a single one of them. Every one of them that comes to Him, that He's not going to cast any of them out. And what a comfort to know that no man, and He says, no man can come. No man is able to come unto me except the Father which sent me draw him. And then that what we just read from the Old Testament, I've loved you with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. <clears throat> and and it's a it's such a powerful word, it's that it's that word where when they were going to arrest the Lord and Peter drew out his sword and smote off the ear of Malchus. I always think, oh, sword, come out. Come out. I want you to come out. Please come. He yanked that sword out. <laughs> he yanked that sword out so hard and so fast, and then he swacked that guy and smote off his ear. I'm sure he had intended to cleave him right down the middle, but the Lord had other plans there. That's that word, Drew. And, you know, the Lord has his own way of uh, dealing with individuals. <clears throat> Sometimes he's got to yank them pretty hard like Paul <laughs> uh, on that road to Damascus. And he struck him down there. And, and, <clears throat> and, and you know, each, it's, it's individual with each person. But, but uh, it's, it's the drawing. It's the drawing is the reason that they come. And <clears throat> now some, they hungered to hear more and some desired not that spiritual food. And he said, it's, it's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The physical eating of physical food, it's, it was a miracle. But it didn't have the, it didn't have the desired effect on those people that we might think in physical terms. He said, the words I speak to you, <clears throat> they are spirit and they are life. Boy, what a dinner. <laughs> what, a, what food he was feeding them with. There are some of you that believe not. He knew who they were. He says, therefore, I said unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. It's emphasizing that the necessity of the rebirth and this drawing of the Father. And, and he says, and from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. <clears throat> and even his close disciples, he says, will you go away also? And they said, where will we go? You have the words of life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ. And so now when the Lord saves us, we just naturally want and desire intensely to know 
more of him and more of grace and the scope of which is beyond understanding but we all want all we can have and and Jesus said you shall be filled and I was thinking some time ago in another class we were taking a look at the rainbow as it was uh, said of God to be a token there in Genesis and 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 we learned spiritually that it was much more than meets the eye and and, and in Wikipedia it says a rainbow is a reflection. It is a reflection of grace. And it's a reflection of God's infinite wisdom and, and his infinite grace. And we have some examples of that in, in the New Testament in Ephesians. There's two examples that are kind of linked to this, <clears throat> this rainbow where it uses the word manifold and this word manifold means variegated of of multi multicolors variegated uh, uh, and <clears throat> in Ephesians chapter 3 beginning in verse 8 reading through verse 11 it says unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ there's no end to them the riches of Christ are just there. He says they're just so many. The magnitude of them is just it's unsearchable. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hidden. God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, the variegated wisdom of God, the multi, it's a word that just means an infinite spectrum of the wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then again in 1 Peter chapter 4, this word manifold is brought to our attention again in verse 10, as every man has received the gifts, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We're to build each other up, say, tell each other, remind each other of the unsearchable riches in Christ, of the manifold, the, the multiple magnitude of the grace of God. <clears throat> and... So we think of that rainbow, this variegated, this multicolored reflection of God that we we learn by science and by revelation that in these rain this rainbow that we see, I'd just seen one the other day, uh, and there there's seven primary colors we learned in the visible rainbow, and the first they thought there was just five, but then back in 1700 some scientists decided well there's really two more hues in there that are primary colors and so they they decided on seven primary colors in a visible rainbow and green it's interesting to me that green is the center uh color that's the of the in the spectrum in the wavelengths green is the 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 most visible one and and uh, 
the, the human eye can distinguish, it says, about a hundred different colors. And <clears throat> but we we learn through science now that a, the spectrum of a rainbow is actually a continuously infinite in scope. And it contains an infinite number of wavelengths of, of light, of colors, in all directions. And and we can only see about a hundred. And there's seven primary colors in the rainbow of this reflection of God. But spiritually, it's, it's infinite in its scope, infinite in its representation of the grace of, of God. <clears throat> so now we see in part, and we can only see this, the seven primary colors, and we can, we can make out about a hundred combinations of those different ones. My mom, went, she was a painting instructor at a college over on the coast, and, and she had this gizmo called, it was a color wheel, and she would spin that around and say, well, you add this color and that color, and you spin that around, and it comes out, it equals that. And she, so when she was mixing up her paints to paint something, she could kind of determine what she needed to use to get to a desired effect. And <clears throat> but, but we know that beyond all we can see and have a record of, God is and has worked all things for good to them that love God who are the called according to his purpose. And when we think of that rainbow and that <clears throat> that spectrum, we can only see a little bit of it. But we know that there's a way more out there. than. And <clears throat> when we hunger and thirst after God, it's out there. And, and we can have as much as we can take. And P- Paul said to that one group, he said, Man, I'd like to give you guys a lot more, but you just aren't able to take it yet. <laughs> you are not there yet. You're, I'm only able to give you the a little bit of milk here, and I'd like to give you more, but you're not ready. And <clears throat> so we're we hunger for, and we're filled with the gospel. The the Lord said, "Feed my sheep." They hunger, and, and they shall be fed. There's no, therefore now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. That's pretty good chow. And we know all things are working for good for them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose, for whom He did for no. Boy, He says, here is the king's table. (laughs) I think they have those... Those restaurants of the smorgasbord where you can just go up and pay your money and you just can load your plate with as much as you want. All you can eat. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, more than that, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, he glorified. And he said, what do we say to these things then? If God be for us, if all these things are for us, who can be against us? 
He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not with, uh, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Uh, a smorgasbord of things concerning the Lord for for those that hunger for it. Who is he that condemneth? It's Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. What a meal. (laughs) I mean, and there's places where they won't even let you read that out loud. (laughs) They don't want to feed the sheep. They don't don't really want you hungering after things about Christ. They want you to be a good little sheep that just does what they say and doesn't get out of line. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And that word all just means what it says it means. It just it means all. We we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. So when it says blessed are you when you're hunger because <clears throat> you're going to be fed, you shall be fed. That's what that means. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That's you know, we when when someone is saved, they don't often contemplate that. They say, "Well, I wonder, I wonder now if, if I've been chosen. I wonder if I've been predestinated." They don't. That seldom seems to be the case for you. When the Lord works with somebody and reveals Himself in him, and He says, "I take them and give them a new heart, and I cleanse them from all their," and then they look back and they say, "Oh." Look what I've been saved from. Then they they have that experience of having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I was thinking Paul says, I'm I'm feeding the sheep and I can hardly even get a I can hardly take time to take a breath in there's there's no punctuation in this stopping place in this Ephesians. He just says, get ready. <laughs> I had this little dove that we rescued at home. It's a couple of weeks old now. and we, we found out that doves, they don't gape like a lot of little baby birds do where they open their mouth and the mother comes and stuffs a cricket in it or grasshopper or whatever. They, they actually... Uh, stick their head down the the gullet of the parent and drink this stuff called craw milk out of their craw and and so they have a they suck it's how they eat once we learned that <clears throat> from youtube <laughs> we mixed Yvonne mixed up this stuff out of walnut paste and some crushed egg and blended it all together and all these ingredients that we came up with and make it kind of a soup out of it and we put that in a little first we used a baby nipple because that's what it showed on youtube man when i put that down there that bird just went (laughs) stuffed its head in there and just started drinking like crazy and then we now we graduated to a little cup like 
salsa comes in with your taco or something. It's a little, it just sticks its head right in there and just goes to eat. And we we provide the food and it stick it under its beak and it just dives in there and eats till it's full. To the praise of His glory, of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us a mystery of His will, according to the good pleasure which He hath purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in Him, in whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh. He can hardly take a breath there when He's feeding them with all this grace all these things the lord has done that the scope is so unsearchable so beyond we can't see it all it's like that invisible spectrum of colors that goes out in all directions from we can just see in part a little bit he says but here's some i'm telling you about some and here in a few minutes our pastor is going to get up and he's going to go to the old testament and say Here's the Lord. Here's Christ. So blessed are ye that hunger now, for you'll, you'll be, you shall be filled. So we're going to stop there, and I'll be gone next week. But after that, we'll take up the next thing here in Luke. So in the meantime, my friends, be filled and be free. <laughs>